0: Welcome back to another episode of True Faith Real Talk. This is your host, the man on fire, John Sablon. I know you guys are saying, okay, what's going on with the whole World Ablaze podcast platform as we've been sharing with you. We're combining all of them, right? So you'll get a little bit of PPK, PPK Perspectives. Um, You're going to be seeing True Faith Real Talk on here as well. To have into holes, making a comeback. Uh, We're going to have Sons of Thunder with me, myself, and Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers. Q&A with Father J. They're all going to come together. So that way we can keep the content consistent and, uh, you know, switch it up. Make it a little bit of a variety for you all that have been with us since the beginning. And also welcome those into the world of blaze family so excited to be back Um, this is this is how it all started with the, the True Faith Real Talk, where we bring on guests to talk about all things Catholic, all things intersecting with a culture. And today I'm excited to bring on my guests who I came to know by way of Instagram, you know, that Catholic match thing that puts you out there with all kinds of people in the world that, uh, that allows you to kind of uh, get connected as one universal church. And so I want to welcome to this show, Keith Downey from Grassroot Catholic. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exciting to have you here, um, as we were talking about uh, before, you know, we hit record on this, just, you know, realizing that, hey, man, there's this other there's this other younger Catholic out there, not that I'm that young, um, who's really trying to advance the gospel in a way that that kind of fits our approach as World of Blaze, uh, specific with re- kind of return to tradition, um, hitting this, this younger generation that obviously needs some help because we've been doing them wrong for the last 50, 60 years. And then also happens to be in the same state as we are. So now, obviously, we're California refugees in the state, the great state of Arizona. So uh, excited to have you here. Uh, One of the things most of my my listeners, Keith, know that I was a wayward son, a prodigal son, wasn't always a practicing Catholic for a long time, um, Mm -hmm. but was born into the church 27 days after I was born. And so they kind of know my story. And so when I would like to bring my guests on, I kind of want to know, you know, here you are devoting a lot of your time. Um, cause you know, you put a lot of media and content out there, which takes time to create, you know, uh, you talk about all the editing involved and the things that are associated with that. You obviously have a family. So I just want my, my listeners to get to know you a little bit better. You know, here you are devoting your life to spreading the faith and I'm, I'm sure it hasn't always been that way. So what's your story, man?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I've always been perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no, I, so yeah, I, I you know I, I like to consider myself to be a, a geriatric millennial, so I'm like kind of on the, the edge there. Uh, but like many, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have the same story, is that you know they're they're a cradle Catholic, so they're born into the faith, and you know, thank the Lord, my, my parents were a great foundation uh, to help build the the, fa- the faith there. Because if I didn't have that, I don't think I'd be aware to where I was today Um, because of how just a pure lack of real catechesis from the parishes that I was at, whether it be, um, you know, from a Catholic educational standpoint uh, and also just at a a church, really. So um, it wasn't until I was kind of like kind of somewhat down in the gutters. I went to ASU. So. You know, that's that was kind of my uh, well, I wasn't at the at that point per se, but that's kind of where I was considered myself as a, like a bad Catholic at that point. I just wasn't. I was going to mass every Sunday, but um, you know, wasn't really living the faith aside from that. And I just didn't know any better, really. Uh, it wasn't until I lived in Chicago, moved um, Chicago, went to second study that second city, uh, and just felt super homesick and like five minute walk away was a church, a Catholic church. And so I just started spending more time there. And I realized, you know, there's, there's more to this than I imagined. And I started doing more research, ended up coming back home, um, and then really just trying to figure life out in general. Um, And I would say, like, the last five years or so, I've been really ramping up on just learning and just seeing so much tradition, and then realizing that there's a lot of people out there that are, were in the same spot are in the same spot that I was, you know, some time ago. So long story short, uh, that's kind of where I'm at today.
0: So did you, did you, would you ever say that you were away from Holy Mother Church? Like you kind of were like, you know, I'm just Catholic things, kind of my parents thing, not really mine. Did you shake it off? You know, um, a lot of times we know, I mean, data will show us right that uh, most most of the faithful leave the faith definitely during their college years, and sometimes even before that. Right, so what eighty percent of, of uh, Catholics leave the church between ages fourteen and twenty four. So, would you say you were that part of that group where you kind of left the church, whether you officially left the church or not?
1: It's kind of a weird situation because I never stopped going to church. Like I mm-hmm. knew, like I knew bare minimum that my obligation was to go to Sunday mass, but. I, aside from that, I didn't really live uh, a great Catholic example or life. I even was part of like the Students for Life at ASU uh, while I was there, and my like comedy group were very fascinated by that. They're like, wait, so you want to be a student for life? And I'm like, no, not really. That's a, yeah, it's a long story. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just. Uh, you know i i had the fun, like i said i had the basic fundamentals like i knew but i just didn't understand like i didn't really understand the blessed sacrament until after college right yeah. and then yeah. i realized it's just that real
0: so did you encounter that when you were in illinois did you encounter the blessed sacrament or was it just the, the presence of the lord in the tabernacle when you were frequenting the church
1: um that's a good question i i think a lot, a lot had to do with just having more of uh i guess a relationship with the priest there like i've never had Mm. been like i've had a formal relationship with a a priest or any of the clarity before like it's always been kind of oh yeah he's the the pastor okay and then not having any conversations really so it wasn't until that that i kind of was like oh okay yeah
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting you bring that up because i mean a lot of what my wife and i were trying to do with our kids as we were coming into the faith was really show the full integration of you know like a faith lived, not just a faith done, and that involved right having priests, uh, priests over deacons over, um, yeah. just clergy members of the religious community um, that are around us. Matter of fact, we we have some really great friends that have been around. Um, we have a, a priest friend visiting us this week. Um, uh, that, that it's from from California. That you know you just have those relationships, and so our kids started to experience that as well. So I totally get what you're saying because it changes it, right? It it puts it from over there to something that's like up, up front and center with you in the faith. Um, so it sounds like there's, I mean, I, I don't know if you had a St. Paul moment. Um, I know I did, several of those. Um, but it sounds like obviously, you know, you, you there was something there that God was working in you. Was there a St. Paul moment? Did you get knocked off a horse? Did you get hit with the Jesus two by four? <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, when I, it wasn't until I really discovered a more, um, I guess we call it a traditional liturgy where there is Gregorian chanting. And that really drew me in because I was like, I've never heard this before. What is this? This is like, this is like, you know, the halo theme song. I like that. So what, you know, what is the, uh, what's the whole draw here? And then it was taken seriously. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So what I grew up with wasn't really taken seriously. It was, it was, they're trying to, um, I don't know, facilitate a specific feeling. And I just wasn't about it. I didn't care for it. Um, mm-hmm. and so now that I saw something serious I was like okay there's more to this than meets the eye um, and so then I found out a few things that were mortal sins and then realized I had been uh, been a bad Catholic and so that was kind of the two by four I'm like okay I'm glad I didn't have an accident or die uh, during yeah. that time
0: <laughs> totally yeah you think about I mean I don't know what's going to happen I imagine because we're going to be you know obviously the goal is heaven right but Sometimes I fear about seeing my guardian angel brother because I, I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's going to be like a guardian angel slap. Um, you know, you did this to me. Who knows? But uh, definitely with yeah. you as far as uh, praise be to God and His mercy that we were given uh, more time on this earth to make things right. So let's talk about yeah the the ministry that you have there the, the pasta that you have on instagram you know you, you've got a, a good following on instagram with grassroots catholic and mm-hmm. maybe you can talk about the genesis of that effort so obviously you fell in love with uh the traditional side of of the liturgy um and i totally mm-hmm. you know we we've been experiencing that you know we we, I think we started off with milk and honey, you know, we were happy clappy and, you know, kind of the youth mass, so our kids can kind of, yeah. you know, uh, you know, feel like this was, uh, entertaining them to a certain degree. Not that we thought that in- intentionally or deliberately, but right. that's what it was, right? It was live teen mass. It was just kind of that guitars and, and, and just happy mm-hmm. clappy, Right. Um, that you yeah. see a lot of it going the other way today, but there's definitely a preference to the sacred, um, in, in a very specific way as it's experienced either in the Trinity mass in the Trinity and Trinitian liturgy or the divine liturgy, as you may experience like in the Byzantine liturgy or, or you know, one of the Eastern yeah. rites as well. Um, but even a well done Novus Ordo, right. That's done. that has a lot of parts. It's ad Orientum that has chants, uh, scola present can, can you can experience the same thing, but the whole point is that it it looks, feels is different than mm-hmm. everything else that we're experiencing out there in, um in, in the secular world. So, uh, let's talk about Grassroot Catholic. How did it come about? Obviously, it's grassroot, but, um, you know.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, my my side hustle, I guess you'd call it, I, I'm an actor. Uh, that's actually where I went to, oh, I went to ASU. I got a degree in theater and that's hence why I was so yeah. at Second City in Chicago. I'm putting the, the, the puzzle together there. Uh, some of the missing puzzle pieces, but, um so yeah, you know, COVID hit and all of it kind of shut down, like going to auditions or just nothing happening. Mm. And so once things started to pick up, it kind of changed the landscape of just even auditioning, like you must be vaccinated to go to an audition. I'm like and uh. I'm not vaccinated, so uh, <laughs> how's this gonna work? Yep. And then it was like, oh well you need a booster. And then I just kept them like, okay, well, uh, and then so like two years, I, I haven't had a gig like in two years, uh, basically. And so um, I loved the agency I was with, and I was like, hey, I'm going to take a sabbatical. Uh, I'm just going to take, you know, some time all away from from things. And, and then I was still feeling kind of, uh, I didn't have a creative outlet uh, with yeah. that. So I, and I played, thought about, you know, doing something on Instagram or doing some videos and reels were just kind of coming into more popularity and, And so I just started playing around like, well, what do I want to do with this? And then it hit me like, oh, there's nobody really doing any like reels or funny reels about, not really about Catholicism, but like teaching things in a manner that's easily digestible, um, quick, um, entertaining. And so I I jumped on that and, you know, 40,000 people later are following me. So not to say that I'm this great thing. I'm just a tool, but... Yeah. Um, there's something, something, uh, has resonated with a lot of Catholics.
0: So. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So it does, it does fill in the pieces there. Cause you know, Miko and I, uh, will often comment as we're, you know, talking about just the different folks like yourself that are out there doing things. And it's just like, man, he's yeah. got it going on over there, grassroots, you know, Catholic and come with a different content. So let's back up a little bit, brother. You're talking yeah. about this whole yeah. acting thing. Uh, yeah. So, like, how serious, I mean, what what was it like on the actor? For, I mean, you know, pre-COVID, obviously, when you didn't have to be quadruple-vaxxed and have the eight boosters and, you know, um, synthetic mRNA running through your veins. Um, what, what, what is, what was that, what did that look like in, in, in an actor's life um, uh, prior to COVID for you?
1: Yeah, it you know, because a lot of it was just commercial work. So, okay. it was just, there was nothing that was against my belief system as a Catholic. It was just like yeah. commercials for, uh, you know, this or that. And, you know, just thinking, like, there was Volkswagen, uh, Bashes, I think, at one point in time, uh, GoDaddy. So there's just all these commercials. That, like, okay, yeah, they're just, you're just doing commercials for companies. But as time went on, I, I noticed just, like, some of these casting calls for different types of things and you know there were some aspects where I'm like yeah I don't feel comfortable auditioning for this kind of role so mm-hmm. I would just pass on that opportunity if you want to call it that but yeah I started getting I guess you call it woke uh a lot of <laughs> different types of uh, auditions for stuff even com- now commercials it's just like yeah come on uh yes, yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
0: so you got to sell your soul to to a large degree, right? To make this. All right, so now I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. I told you we get a little, you know, we let the Holy Spirit guide. So because along that, right. that note, and I want to get into grassroots catholic. Don't get me wrong because there's there's a great platform and you're doing some great thing. You don't get to 40,000 followers but just by not doing something there. Um definitely obviously God's providence, but also obviously right. you being an instrument uh for his grace. But let's now that I'm speaking to a professional in the field you know, um, who's had to discern the, exactly what you're talking about, the roles, the things that you would take on as a faithful Catholic. Um, I struggle with this with, uh, quote, unquote, certain Catholics that are out there in the Hollywood realm because um, we don't have a lot of uh, good models. You know, when I, when I think of it, it's like Jim Caviezel, right? Jim Caviezel is somebody who, uh, I mean, obviously, he played Jesus in The Passion, so you're like, okay, man. He's, you know, I'm always. Well, is this, are we all going to get to heaven and like ask Jesus, you know, who he is versus who Kavisho is if he's up there? But you know, that obviously was a, a a moment in time for him that he's come to even deeper conversion, and you can see that he speaks yeah. with boldness and clarity as it relates to the faith. Um, and you don't see him doing yeah. some crazy stuff. You know, we always got the 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 ups and downs of of Mel Gibson. Um, who's, who's always been struggling, but um, I think for the most part, we know is on the traditional side. But then we get to those like Mark Wahlberg, you know, the Mario Lopez's of the world who have super big platforms, you know, will shoot pictures of their kids going to communion, but at the same time, you know, wife, daughters, half naked, um, or, or just, you know, uh, one of the things that I almost lost it with Mario Lopez, like he, he literally was sharing the, the priest that was coming in and dousing everybody, um, with holy water oh. in a mass and as if it was funny. Um, what,
1: was that the one? So there's been quite a few different videos. Yeah. Was this the one where there was, there was one that was using like a, uh, uh, what is it, like the, the pump action thing yep. where it usually use it for spraying weeds or, or bug yep. spray? Is that what Yeah,
0: got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it looks like it would actually, it, it looks, um, I've seen it before. But, yeah. but my point is you have like this you know Mr Hollywood guy you know and a big but a professed Catholic right mm-hmm. uh, the, again the Mark Wahlbergs of the world who um, that's all we that's the best we have right so it's like you get to like this Jim Caviezel and then you mm-hmm. get these other guys who have a super big platform but then they're you know they're over here promoting uh, you know well for one kind of um, obviously just non Catholic types of movies relative to the content, whether it be language, whether it be nudity, whether it be sexual connotation, whatever it may be on top of just things like, right. When we start talking, looking at the culture as it relates to same sex attraction and things of that nature. So, you know, thoughts on that coming from somebody who actually went to school for this stuff and was working in that field. You came to that own discernment. What does that do for you when you see uh, other Catholics out there, quote unquote Catholics um, who, profess the same faith you do but make different decisions because you had to I mean this is how yeah. you were going to feed your family to a certain degree right but but that obviously had to shift and change for you yeah. any thoughts on that or insights
1: I mean it was probably easier for me to be like "Man, eh, I, I don't really need to, to audition for this I don't need to do that whereas like those guys they've got a lot to lose if they were to be a little bit more just basically outspoken on fundamentals of our Catholic faith they would they would probably lose their potential lifestyle, uh, if they were to talk on that. So I feel kind of bad for them because I know they're probably struggling in yeah. one capacity or another. Maybe they're not, I don't know. Yeah. But I can see that being really difficult. Um and then there's I'm I'm sure, I'm almost positive, we just don't know about it. There's a lot of Catholics in working in Hollywood, whether it be in front of the camera or behind the camera, yeah. that are just staying silent because once again, they're afraid to be outspoken and, and yeah. I mean, rightfully so in this manner because they'll lose their job potentially if they're, you know, associating themselves with, uh, some, so just basic fundamental Catholic, uh, aspects, but
0: yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it too, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's hard. Cause I think, um, you see the opportunity, you know, how much good you can bring if you were just mm-hmm. courageous and had the the fortitude required right i mean a lot of what we're expected to do is deny ourselves pick up our cross and follow christ and that's going to come i mean put him on the cross right i mean we're we're saved because of that very reality when um you know the the woke culture the cancel culture uh, put our Lord on the cross. So, okay. um, but thanks for sharing that because I think it was just, I, I didn't realize there was that background. And I think that's something that I struggled more, more recently, especially as, you know, we had the Father Stu uh, come out and I was sure. wrestling. Do I go to that? Do I not go to that? Um, and I decided not to, <laughs> to to go to that, right? And I think everybody. I didn't watch it either. I didn't watch it either because I, I was conflicted
1: too because you see like priests and bishops saying, no, oh, go see it. Like, this is a great movie. And then you're like seeing some of the dialogue and I'm like.
0: Yeah. Well, so, you know, the thing about that, Keith, so people are saying, oh, come on, you know, does you a little bit language um, hurt you. And I'm thinking, you know, it's so interesting because the culture, uh, it's like when you watch a really good comedian. Um, yeah. Uh, a clean comedian and i'll I'll make this point i pointed this out to the kids more recently in the last i don't know let's just call it three months or so my wife and i saw a really good clean comedian right you get some of these dry bar comedians or whatever and you're like you see how funny he was or she was without ever throwing an f-bomb or or, you know making the point you can make the point without having to go there and i think when they were trying to people made the argument of you know the the true authentic you know father stew um and how, you know, this is going to attract other people and let them know that there's mercy and salvation. And it's just like, but did you really need to go there um to make that point, right? You, didn't, you know, I don't need to tell you the details of my sin for you to understand that it's a sin, right? Like I can just be like, generally speaking, that this is where it was. So that was the thing I struggled with. Um, I struggled yeah. with, uh, you know, we know that the, the whole Shia LaBeouf uh, interview came out with Bishop Barron. There's this whole... Mm-hmm conversation on the whole PO movie. And, you know, is, is it, is it going to be Hollywood? And some of the, you know, I think associations with the, with the, the director and things of that nature. So I think I take, I personally say, well, what would this do for my faith? Yeah. Right? Will this help me get closer to God? Will it, or will it, will it end up being something that is more detrimental to me and growing closer to Christ? Like I don't need to feel, I don't need people to try to make me feel bad about you know, oh, you can't stand a little, a little bit of language or harsh words or whatever it may be. And it's just like, you know, I, I, I asked a lot for my heart to be broken the way God's heart's broken. And some of it is just like daggers to my ears or to my heart. And if that's yeah. just weird to you, okay. Yeah. I, I'm worried about what Jesus thinks. I'm not worried about what everybody else thinks. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the... It's it's the it's the way he was. It's raw. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, let's take let's take that, and then let's look at some certain television shows that can't use that language, and they have to show how bad someone is thinking of Lost. The show TV show Lost. Yeah. There were some bad characters in there, and you didn't need them to talk like or say f bombs every single sentence to get that yeah. across. Like, yeah. good storytelling doesn't necessarily need to have bad language. Um, you can get the, the whole point across without bad language. And if you do have bad language, and this is something that they taught us in Second City, is that don't ever drop the F word. Like, don't ever do it unless you know it's going to land. And then just do it once, and that's it. And then that should be, like, the end of the joke. So even, like, com- comedy knows that you're not supposed to, like, don't don't use foul language unless you know how to use it, um, yeah. which very seldom. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good to get your your insight on that, brother. Because I think, yeah. um, like I said, there's there's elements of this where I know for myself, I try to, you know, be someone have an open mind, but at the same time, I started to just do a little bit more introspection. Like to your point, I I like, yeah. appreciate your your level of humil- humility and mercy to say like maybe they are struggling with it, maybe they're not. We don't know. We don't know their yeah. hearts. I don't know Mark yeah. Wahlberg's or Mario Lopez's hearts, but I do know the scandal that comes along with being in that position and. <laughs> What you do and what you don't do, and what you say and what you don't say, um, you know, matter, right? It, it yeah. Matter in eternity, and so that's that's the key thing there. But yeah. um, you know, I, I think we're aligned there as well. So for me, you know, I, again, I wanna. I want to see people like Shia LaBeouf um, be safe, man. I, I hope that this lasts. I want to see the Kanye West of the world, you know, really yeah. experience that conversion and stay with it and not be sucked up by the culture because it's so easy to do, as we all can attest to. But um, glad to chat with you about that. So let's talk. Let's get yeah. back to grassroots Catholic. Um, yeah. And, you know, you talked about this, you know, acting background and then, you know, uh, just kind of it, it filled a gap and a void, at least relative to, um you know, being able to use those talents and skills that you've given. So what is the, I, you know, you notice the purpose, right? Just trying to bring the, the traditions of our faith to millennials. Um, is that is that the, the gist of it? What If somebody was to say, what is grassroots Catholic, grassroots Catholic about? What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, you know, I guess you call it a 15-second or 30-second elevator pitch uh, would be to, um, I had the tip of my tongue. It's it's really meant to, to get people thinking, um, and and having like really quick um, fifteen second, thirty-second snippets of video uh, explaining various elements of the faith, um, so that we can bring bring people back, millennials, uh, they're probably hit the hardest as far as poor catechism or poor catechesis. Um, Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the gist of It's really just focusing on on just like, and it sounds silly, like what can you really get across in fifteen seconds or, or thirty seconds? Uh, because everybody's attention span is just dwindled, diminishly and it, and every once in a while, I'm like, am I am I perpetuating this? Am I am I feeding into this culture of everybody having just low uh, attention spans? Yeah. Like, well. I guess I, I guess, but if they're getting yeah, only 15 seconds, uh, then it should that, be as
0: as I as would as say. It yeah, I challenge that a little bit because I think it's yeah. what they're being exposed to, not just the length of time. Right? I, I think when yeah. you're using you're using the the technology medium, the social media platforms to, I mean, the truth is what's going to set people free. We know that, and so yeah. when you give them those bits of the truth in a way that they can actually. Digest it, consume it, reflect on it, think about it. I mean, that's our job—is yeah. just to is sow like crazy. And so, no, nah, I think it's actually a good idea. Um, you know, and, it, and obviously is. I think working well if if people are, um, you know, picking up on this right from other. Just again, generally speaking, on the social media platform, what's your creative process like? I mean, do you have like a set um, a- approach? You kind of—is it Holy Spirit led? Uh, you know. Obviously, I don't think you're doing yoga stretches or you know uh, reading a horoscope in the morning. Uh, too.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay, thank you for ruining my my creative process. Uh, I um, so yeah, my, my creative process it it varies because my my whole my whole plan is to post at least once a day.
0: Gotcha. Uh,
1: Monday through Friday. Um, obviously, sometimes I'll do things on Saturday if I have time because. Uh, I typically watch my, my kiddo on the weekend, um, or at least on Saturdays. So it doesn't really give me much time to, to do any sort of creative thinking or filming. And then Sunday, I just t- take a break. I just try to stay off of Instagram at all costs because I'm on it up so much during the rest of the week. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'll try to see what type of trending sound is happening. Um, so I do have to peruse the reels, uh, which is. It's awful because especially if there is a, a popular sound, you just flip through it and you keep hearing the sound. You're like, okay, I'm not doing this. This is, this is awful.
0: <laughs> so it's like trying to find a balance
1: of like original content versus utilizing the, uh, the popular sounds because they, they've done it in a way. Instagram has created, you know, they are fun algorithms where if you use creative sound or not creative sounds, but uh, trending sounds, it's going to get more visibility to new people. And so it's not gonna have that much reach if you just do original content or original audio. So it's like finding the balance of not only trying to reach more people, but then also feeding the people that are already you know, following. Yeah. So trying to search through that, and then um, <laughs> I'm having to read more than I usually read before. So trying to find different ways to, to bring uh, topics. Um, so whether it be like reading the Catechism, um, articles, ways to think, different like things about tradition that maybe we, you know, as far as millennials go, totally didn't know about or forgot about and bringing in that to the limelight. Um, so I, I try not to get, it's funny. I mean, I'm not controversial m- very much unless you're, you're very, um, into, you know, your, your standard Novus Ordo, but uh, even then I don't want to make fun of, um, right, right. Yeah, no, I'm with so you. I, I, I think Catholicism in itself is, is somewhat uh, what's the word I want to use controversial enough. So I don't need to bring in like new, no, you know, whatever, you know, no same sex attraction. Like that's people already do that. Like yeah. I don't need to get yeah. into that. I just want to show the basic fundamentals of our Catholic faith, and are just like the mass. So it's just
0: no. I mean, I think yeah. there's been. It looks like right there's just this. Education formation, these tidbits on the liturgy and some of the, the sacramental life of the, of the church, which I think has been awesome. But do you see, um, I mean, and you know, we only see what we see, right? Are you getting the feedback that you would expect? Uh, you know, what are you getting from the young people out there, especially when you're introducing, whether it's just basic precepts of the church, um, some of these, you know, uh, tidbits of, of our faith, um, tradition? right what do you what kind of feedback are you getting because you know everybody can sit there and pontificate and be like you know no we need to unify no we need to get rid of the trinity no we need everybody to do nova sorda or no you know every the pendulum swings right both ways and if we can find some way in the middle to be like look man we're one church we're crazy in the sense of of this family members just welcome to the fallen world (laughs) but you know what i mean it's like but but um trying not to impose certain spirituality on one another, right? Because God moves the way God moves and that's going to be for each his own. Yeah. But, um, what are you getting as far as like feedback, you know, uh, as far as, you know, just what you're throwing out there, especially as it relates to tradition and, and some of those kind of fundamental truths of our faith.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people that will, will say or message me like, Hey, I didn't know about this. Thank you for sharing on this topic. Like I get a lot of that. I also get a lot of, uh, like questions, like. That I almost had to say, hey, look, you should really talk to your priest about this stuff. Like, I appreciate you reaching out thinking that I can help you with the situation, but literally, you should talk to your priest about this. So there's a a lot of, like, that, probably more so than, like, you know, sometimes you'll have people comment on and and say, like, there was some, there was someone from, okay, so this is a fun one. Um, And I can't remember what real was, but... One of the band members from the Rolling Stones somehow found my reel, somehow found my channel and started saying, like, stop shoving down your Catholicism. I'm like, dude, you're the one who's, like, looking at my content. Like, I'm not forcing you to watch this stuff.
0: Wow. And, and he did, like,
1: for a few reels, and I'm like, hey, you know, keep commenting, bro. Like, you're actually helping get more views because you're, you know, you're, you're uh, commenting and you're, you're feeding the algorithm. And then he stopped, so... Wow. Um, I can't remember what was the name of it, uh, the exact name, but yeah, I was just like,
0: come on, bro. It is, it is interesting. You bring up a good point where you have people that just, you know, the trolls out there, right. That, um, yeah. you know, you think about free will. It's like I had somebody come at me sideways and I, I don't even have nearly the following, right. That, that, that you and a lot of people have, but it was just, um, it was like, he was asking me and I think I posted about this, like, why don't you ever post anything about post Pope Francis? You know, cause we push posts a lot of stuff about Sheen, right? We got father Chad Ripperger right. in there. So there's different ones that we, we put on, you know, we, we're going to have a certain slant to you, our, our style, yeah. our swag, both on world of Blaze and when yeah. I post. And it was just like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I mis misunderstand. <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> so what, 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 you know, if you want to go to like the Pope Francis, uh, you know, Instagram page or anybody, right? It doesn't matter. Like, bro do you right i mean why yeah. why do you feel compelled that somehow your opinion matters um and 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 what we do um and you know again you, you try to love on them as, as as children of god but it just blows me away like social media really has made um the wrong people courageous right and 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 and, and some of the wrong people even um i think cowards you know so he's like man you wouldn't say that normally to somebody um, generally speaking, right, but we got courage behind the keyboard kind of thing or um, because we can be anonymous or think we're doing something right. And I think we're all guilty yeah. of it, right? Myself included, but you bring up a super uh, good point like, uh, you stopped here. I don't know why. Yeah. You could uh, just kept I, going.
1: I, yeah. You, you <laughs> do have the power to not see my content. You can That's block what? me if it's really offensive to you.
0: Yeah. It's just, but yeah. that, you know what though? It does highlight because I think it, it's like, it's like the herod of our time, right? They, they find, right. they're fascinated by the, the, the St. John the Baptist. You know, you're in jail for a reason because you're calling me out. You're pricking my conscience or you're being at least the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's instrument to do that. But it is interesting, right? When you just speak yeah. truth. And I think, you know, St. Augustine, I think is the one who says, right? The, the truth is like a lion. All you got to do is set it free. You don't have to defend yeah. it. All you have to do is set it free. It'll def- defend yeah. itself. Yeah. And I think, uh, as a, somebody who's a third order Dominican, like that's all it is, Veritas, right? It's just drop the truth bomb, walk away, um, mm-hmm. try to do right truth and charity, but with clarity. And uh, it's just interesting how people will, it's so, it's a visceral reaction to mm-hmm. yeah. the truth. Um, but it's, that's good. I mean, it sounds like that the grassroots is working. So, it you know, um, when you think about like the future of grassroots or even just even tidbits for those that are trying to get, um, trying to find their way, right? The problem with sometimes social media is, is copycat syndrome, right? How do I get to be like grassroots Catholic and get 40,000 followers? Do I have to, you know, and then they try to be something they're not right. And trying to, um, but it is, yeah. it's a self comparison, self ego comparison game. Um, but oh. any thoughts for the listeners out there on, you know, what's maybe what's the future of grassroots or, you know, and maybe that's a day by day thing. And then, how does somebody spread the faith on social media in a way that's fruitful and uh, efficacious?
1: Yeah, um, you know the the future of that that channel. Um, I primarily just post it on Instagram, but I'm I'm also not trying to put all my eggs in one basket, so just like diversifying my profile, so. Yeah, I'm on TikTok, but I just—that's just like me reposting the stuff that I have on Instagram, and then I get off immediately, and and maybe say some deliverance prayers because uh, that place is like there is there is like some serious weird vibes coming from TikTok. Some yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that and then YouTube. I want to do more long form videos, um, and and I would love to do in person, either like talks or anything like that whether it be, like, a men's conference or just, like, a one-off parish uh, thing and mm. just trying to talk to parents, um, you know, how to, to you know, teach your children basic fundamentals of our faith um, and then also traditions and, and just, I don't know. Like, so there's, there's a whole uh, variety of, of ways that could go. Um, so I always have my feelers out like that, but.
0: Well, I, I have a feeling just based on what you shared, we're going to be, we'll probably be doing some more collab in the future because I think there's elements of that. I mean, World of Blaze started off um, trying to really feed the people, faith formation evangelization mm-hmm. with the focus on the domestic yeah. church, which we started with men's conferences, right? So, um, yeah. and and I mean, I get involved in that. So happy to, to chat offline with you about some opportunities there. And then just yeah. arming, arming the domestic church. Like you said, our parents don't know. A lot of our parents, yeah. the best intentioned, parents um just don't know how to connect relate communicate with their kids as it relates to the faith right and and i know that yeah. as a parent now who you know what do you know i mean you know it as a parent right like what do you know you're just dad yeah right? you're just yeah. old dad who has you know this archaic thought and and, and and so um you know jimmy next door has a better idea of it his parents know better that right. kind of thing but um yeah
1: I'd say, you know, as far as those individuals that feel like they're being called to do something like I do, my only, well, not my only, but a suggestion would to not focus on the negative aspects of our church. And it can be super easy to do because I kind of started doing that when I first began. Uh, But like there's so many other types of content creators, we'll call them Catholic content creators that will, you know, call out all the bad things in the church and, you know that has its own place, and that's fine. I, I think it's good to show some visibility on that, but um, sharing the positive things about our faith is going to be more instrumental than the negative things. Nobody wants to be like, "Wow, this is happening in your church." Yeah, I don't, I don't want to join that.
0: Yeah, like, so true, right? I think you can, um, you can easily uh, impede the Holy uh, Spirit from really working right? And, and again, I'm just as guilty, right? I, I think Same, yeah. I, I think praise God for those apostolates and those folks that are called, right, to kind of yeah. be the oversight arm of, yeah. of whether it be the clergy, lay folks, just heresy in general, because we, we have a lot of that yep. in there. But I yep. think, yeah, I think there's those of us who say, you know what, I want to speak truth. I want to bring a joy, um, you know, yeah. uh, of the gospel to all those I encounter. And really, Hopefully, witness to a, a a faith that's attractive, right, and ultimately lead them into a more intimate, deeper union with our Lord. And so that's that's a good good call out, brother, because I, I think I can agree with that. Like I I tend to get down that slippery slope sometimes, and um, can be more negative and um, see the disquieting in your own heart right and it's yeah. just, uh, it it's it's yeah, challenging yeah. to be able to do that so
1: I, I usually have to to filter some of my content like if i feel like am i being too sarcastic am i being too uncharitable and i have to i'll just like send it to my wife and she's like yeah no don't post that <laughs> okay all right i guess i gotta find out something else to post about <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's awesome that you get uh, i do that i try to do that with my wife as well she's she's uh she can be a really good our wives right you think um They're our battle partners for a reason. So they're a good pressure test of Uh us being knuckleheads and perhaps throwing (laughs) a grenade out there when we don't need to. Yeah, uh, for sure. Definitely. Well, brother, hey, it's been, a, it's been a joy having you on the show, um, just getting to yeah. know you. Again, um, you know this, this is True Faith Real Talk, um, and so we really try to just do that, right? Talk about the, the beauty of our faith, being Catholic. I know, mm-hmm. brother, the brother, everything that I've seen, I know you're, um, you love being Catholic, and it shows. And so I appreciate all your efforts to spread the gospel and really to, to form our young people. I think we've done a, 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 a terrible job at uh, forming them and, and catechizing them. That's why they're leaving the church in droves. But um, I think yeah. when we all, you know, band together like this and really try to show them that, Hey man, there's a better way to live your life. And uh, his name is Jesus. So uh, yeah. why don't we, why don't we try to follow him? so, Definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll put all the show notes and, and we'll put all the links down below so you can follow Keith at Grassroot Catholic on his Instagram page, uh, as well as any other um, handles that you may have. Keep, brother, keep up the good work. I know you're a busy dude. You've got a day job. You've got a family. You've got, you know, trying to evangelize the world and keep up with 40,000 followers. So we'll keep <laughs> you in prayer. <laughs> look look forward you. to catching up with you and connecting, collaborating with you in the future. But thanks for joining us today, man. Likewise. Uh,
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, God
0: bless.